This podcast is brought to you by CATV, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Welcome to the third episode of the Intersections podcast with your host, myself, Michelle. This podcast is intended to promote different voices from the Upper Valley, sharing their experience of community and providing a forum for each participant to be heard without comment or judgment. Our guest today will remain anonymous, and we invite you, listener, to simply listen. So welcome to Intersections. I'm really pleased that you're willing to share your voice. I'd like to start with a question, which is, what is your personal vision of community? My personal vision of community is to start with the children of today's world in this community, is to embrace them more with what I grew up with, especially outside activities, with the hopscotch and the girls' games, you know, like Chinese jump rope and Red Rover, Red Rover. And, you know, when you're born in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you remember this when you grew up. The children today just don't even know what that, that means, and it's a way of getting them outside and learning things that they'll take with them for the rest of their life. And as far as myself as an adult, the wonderful thing I love about my community here in White River is it's got an old-fashioned feel to it. And I know there's the new coming in, but the downtown White River area especially, I've always admired the old buildings and the activity that they have, like Halloween, people go around the street all dressed up. And that's something I think we need to enhance more. Now bring it outside and do more things with each age group. So it sounds like some of your vision of community is anchored in your personal history. Can you tell me a little bit about your experience? What shaped your vision of community? Well, I grew up in Boston, and we left Boston and moved out to the outskirts of, like, you know, small towns. And it kind of reminds me of this community here. And I had a lot of good memories growing up because there was a lot of open land, and we used to run through the fields and just used the community in ways that we, we were able to. And I know today it's hard because you have to kind of be with your family more and watch what they're doing. But I personally would be more involved with my community if I knew there was more to offer. I feel that not enough is being shown that there's things going on. I don't know. I think personal things more is like a, like a group getting together and doing things together as a, as a group of the community. That's my vision, and that's what I would like to have where I live, because that's where I came from, and White River kind of reminds me of that. I'm wondering how you personally experience community in the Upper Valley. I haven't really put much time in personally, and when I do, I say to myself, why am I not doing this more often? That's the big question. I'm involved in certain things, uh, like telling my story, and that's a very good community group. When it comes up, I'm the first to say I want to do it. And I think I wish there was more that I could actually vision and see because I would step up and do it more. And it always makes my heart feel warm to be with people. I love people. People around here are good, kind people. I would love to be part of something and not just say, well, let's do it and not do it. 
I know that I'm capable of it because I get a good, warm feeling from being out there and meeting people. Based on what you just said, I'm curious about what gets in the way of reaching out more or building community yourself. The same thing that gets in the way probably for most of us, it's time and complacency. COVID didn't help. And it's also, you know, being pulled back and being like, oh, God, you know, I'm getting older and and maybe it's just better I sit back. But then I think, no, I don't have much time left. I want to do more. You know, I want to be feeling better about that. And that's where I would get that in community. I'd like to go into a, a little bit more detail or more specific question about if you can remember a time when you felt like you were excluded from an Upper Valley community. Can you tell me anything about an experience of that sort? Well, I had mentioned that there was a community, a Halloween costume thing that went on, and I saw people just walking around with masks on, and it was very quiet. And I loved that because it was looking exciting to me. But then I felt like I wanted to join in, but I couldn't because I didn't have a costume on, but I probably could have. I just felt like reserved, like I wasn't fitting what was going on. And I could feel myself pull back and watch more than get more involved in it. And do you remember how you responded to that situation? I probably got sarcastic knowing me. I mean, (laughs) you know, I get defensive and I probably thought, oh, this is stupid, you know. And then after I really was watching it, I realized it it really wasn't them. It was me. But I thought, I'm not going to fit in, so they're not going to accept me. And if you were to experience something similar in the future, would you have learned anything from that situation oh, and maybe oh, absolutely. done something differently? I would have just jumped in, and I wouldn't want the fear to interfere with me. The difference is, is I wouldn't hesitate now. I would just join in. And is there anything that you might have been able to expect from the people who were there at that time to help you feel more included? Would there have been something someone could have done? Yeah, I think if someone had grabbed my arm or my hand and said, come join us, and there wasn't any of that. They were very much into their old group, you know, being all masked up and having fun. And if they had probably physically gone out and said, come on, come with us, that's something I would have done. Is there a time that you've experienced when you've really felt like a valued member of an Upper Valley community? Yes. I used to be an EMT in the Upper Valley, and it was a volunteer position. And that was something that I felt that I was very much part of the community because it wasn't paid. It was just the experience of helping people who who weren't able to help themselves. And for that reason only, whether it was 3 o'clock in the morning in the middle of a snowstorm, I would go out and still feel just as great about doing it as if it was a sunny day and went out. Every time I went out and tried to help someone as an EMT volunteer, it was an overwhelming feeling. It was something I'd never, ever forget again. Can you tell me a little more about how that felt? It made me personally feel happy about myself. Like, I felt really good about me. And it was helping my confidence. It made me feel like these people needed me. And I was able to make that feeling be worth something. And I would walk away after we cared for them, feeling like I made a difference. 
I made them get comfortable and I brought them to a place where they could get help. It's a feeling that you can't really express because it was something that was frightening at first because I didn't have the confidence. But then once I had the confidence, it was just almost like a partnership, not only with the people that I worked with, but the people that we cared for. And it felt really, really close to my heart. It really made me feel like I was a good person and I was helping people. I'm curious about this idea that you felt needed, even if they didn't want your help, they needed it. Well, you know, there's many ways that I could have felt needed. I personally get into a position where I was probably needy at one point in my life, and that wasn't a comfortable feeling to be needy. I could switch it around and make it a healthy need for my own feelings about what I was doing and their feelings about what we were doing for them. It was a healthy need. It made me feel that we all worked together. It wouldn't have worked if we didn't have each other in that capacity. What do you think we could do more of to encourage more inclusion in our community? Well, advertisement, I think, is a big deal. I think more advertisement. I'm not very good with computers, and in this community, there's a lot of older people who aren't good with computers. And I think if we could do something in this community that would not include www.com, which immediately puts a shield down for the older generation that really need to get out, and showing the community some bizarre excitement for all ages. You know, not just the standard stuff, but some really, something really different. I'm pretty good at talking about my feelings, but sometimes it's tough when I want to express it in a way for community because there's so many different ages of community. But I think my thought about how everybody wants to be part of something, it's healthier for us to not be secluded anymore into our homes. You know, actually get to know each other, because that's where I get good feeling. I learn about myself, who I am through other people. Do you have anything you'd like to add? Do you feel like you've, you've shared what you wanted to share? Yeah, I think so, and thank you for asking me. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time to share your experience of inclusion and exclusion and your vision of community in the Upper Valley. And then to our listeners, if anyone out there would like to lend your voice and your experiences to our podcast, contact us. We have a new email address, which is intersections, I-N-T-E-R-S-E-C-T-I-O-N-S at C-A-T-V 8, number 8. Org. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to CATV Podcasts. If you found this episode interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content at CATV, please visit our website at CATV8.org. That is C-A-T-V, the number 8, dot org. You can find all of our podcasts under the Listen section on our homepage.